0: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is game day for the Seahawks, and they are going to be facing off against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football. Going to be doing it without Russell Wilson, though, and so we won't get to hear from him in today's episode, but we heard from a lot of people around the Seahawks organization Thursday and Friday in advance of tonight's matchup against the Steelers. So let's kick things off with Shane Waldron, who talked about what he expects from backup quarterback Geno Smith.
1: The, the benefit of Gino is he's able to do uh, a lot of similar things. Uh, he's been you know in the league for a long time he had a, a successful uh, runs in different stages there and now uh, being able to be in the building here for a couple of years in a row have some familiarity with some terms that have remained the same or some parts of the offense that have remained the same uh, you know he's, he's able to really come in and handle the full playbook and, and everything that we've been doing uh, at, a, at a very similar level so looking forward to working with them in that regard.
0: Shane, the main brain also talked about what he has seen from Alex Collins in the backs two starts this year. And of course, we're talking about Alex Collins because Chris Carson went to injured reserve this week and we'll hit on injuries a little bit later. But Alex Collins going to be the main back going into this game against Pittsburgh.
1: He's done a good job. I think, you know, there's times, like we said, where we can do a better job as far as, you know, getting him involved through the whole four quarters of the game. And I think he's feeling more and more comfortable. And, and just like he did against San Fran, you know, there's points in the game where he can take a run that's a five or six yard gain and and use those sweet feet, make the first guy miss and get up to the second level and and create an explosive. So looking for more and more chances. And I think the more and more touches he gets, those, those opportunities will uh, be created by him and those guys up front.
0: Wrapping up Waldron's comments, here's what he said about the importance of getting Gerald Everett back for the Seahawks offense.
1: You know, it's great to be back for Gerald. You know, he comes back with, uh, obviously, uh, first and foremost, glad that he's healthy coming off of COVID. Because I think sometimes we can start to take that for granted as, as we get further and further into this. So, you know, it, didn't, it wasn't uh, something that affected him too much poorly physically. So he's able to come back in here and and ready to roll. Uh, He's great. He's got his juice. He's got his legs back underneath them. He still looks fast and and aggressively catching the ball. So looking to get him right back involved and, and getting him involved in the offense early.
0: And speaking of tight end Gerald Everett, let's hear what he had to say about his COVID saga that kept him out multiple games. And really, hearing from Coach Carroll, it was a bit
2: confusing exactly what happened. Yeah, I had a runny nose. I had a little cough. You know, it was nothing too crazy. You know, people. some people say that they felt like they were borderline dying. But COVID, it was tough. I definitely felt some congestion in my chest and a little bit in my throat. But outside of a common cold and the symptoms that come with that, I really didn't see anything out of the ordinary. So it was really kind of surprising to me that I tested positive And it was kind of crazy, actually, because I tested. I had a false positive initially. And then I ended up having to test again and then again the same day before they just you know, deactivated me. So it was really just one of those things where I was kind of stuck in limbo and just trying to understand how everything works with the protocol and when I can come around and when I can, and if I'm going to be cleared to play and, you know, just things of that nature.
0: Everett says he was ready to play for that Thursday night game, but was blocked
2: by NFL protocol. Well, I was actually ready to play. Um, you know, I was in tune with the game plan and, you know, the coaches did a great job of getting me back up to speed, and keeping me up to speed. And it just came down to if I was cleared or not. So, you know, being a new thing with, you know, the vaccine and the pandemic, obviously a lot of stuff that we were still figuring out ourselves. But um, I think they made a rule saying that players couldn't get cleared game day. And some guys are telling me that's because of me. But um, yeah, I was ready to roll. I wanted to definitely play the Rams, but definitely wanted to be out there with the guys for sure. And because of the circumstances, because of the fact
0: that he is the first and only Seahawks player to test positive for covid let's hear a little bit more about the testing situation from Gerald himself
2: it was crazy i mean i i thought i would be the last one in the league to get covid but um i don't even know where i contracted the virus i mean i haven't i haven't really been to many places from when we landed from in, from minnesota to back to seattle it was raining so it felt like i had a common cold you know just going from different climate changes and being on a plane and You know, it's just definitely one of those things where you just got to just be in tune with your body and, you know, just do everything really that you can. And here's what Everett had to say about watching that Thursday night football game from home. Well, you know, it kind of comes with some of those emotions playing your old team and knowing a bunch of those guys that are still there. You know, me being the ultimate competitor, I definitely was frustrated. You know, we were going three and out uh, in the first quarter, a couple drives, going back and forth with the Rams. They went three and out. We went three and out. At that point, I just had to take a break from the game, really, and just, you know, do something else. But, yeah, definitely frustrated. But, no, I wasn't yelling at the TV. Just really wishing I was out there with the guys. Moving on to our most recent
0: press conference with Geno Smith. The new starter spoke about how he's grown since he joined the Seahawks back in 2018.
3: You know, I think the biggest growth came with... uh, Just being patient, you know, and that's with all things, just, you know, sitting here and, you know, knowing I have a capability to to play in this league. But, um, you know, just not getting that opportunity for a number of years, uh, it was a test of patience. And um, that also goes for me playing quarterback on the field. Uh, I feel like when I was younger, you know, coming from college, man, we're putting up so many points. I was just so used to scoring every time. And so that was my mentality. But uh, the NFL, man, you ain't going to score every time. That's just reality. So, um, you know, I'm a lot more patient now with my reads. Uh, my footwork is probably the biggest uh, difference maker to me. My footwork's gotten a lot better, and uh, I
0: think it's uh, paying off for my game. And Russell Wilson isn't the only potential future Hall of Famer that Geno Smith has played behind. He also played behind Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers during his career. I mean, you know, I don't want to give away all the tips, but I've
3: definitely picked up a bunch of things from just being with Eli, being with Phillip, and then being with Russell, man. Three Hall of Famers, three of the best to ever play the position. And, uh, I mean, it's a lot you can learn from those guys.
0: And lastly from Gino, he talked about the challenge of going up against Steelers pass rusher T.J. Watt.
3: T.J. Watt's a great player, uh, phenomenal player. He, he's great at, um, you know, just forcing turnovers. Strong guy, very technically sound. Um, he's a smart player, they, they have him all over the field. So he's a guy that we're definitely gonna be paying attention to.
0: Next up, we are going to wrap up the commentary from the players who spoke this week. We're gonna hear from Tyler Lockett, and then we're gonna move on to what head coach Pete Carroll had to say on Friday leading up to this game. That's coming up next. It is Sunday, we're gonna have to wait all the way until the evening to catch this matchup between the Seahawks and the Steelers. And if the Seahawks wanna maintain their lead in the series with the Steelers right now, they're holding on to a 10-9 edge over the Steelers in the history of these two teams. So going to need a win to make sure we stay ahead of this Steelers franchise. So wrapping up comments from the players, here's what Tyler Lockett had to say about going up against Steelers safety, Minka Fitzpatrick.
2: I think his game speaks for itself. I think he's um, a really, really great safety. Um, even when they ended up trading for him after we ended up playing him, I mean, you've seen all the interceptions he was making, all the tackles he was making, the plays that he was making. think he's a playmaker. Um and I mean, for the most part, I mean, I think teams have tried not to go after him. They tried not to get him um, in the same positions that he was when he was making plays the way that he was making them last year and stuff like that. But he's definitely a guy that you got to be able to prepare for. You got to be able to know where he's at at all times. And we know that he's a heck of a great player.
0: Moving on to Coach Carroll's comments on Friday. Here's his update on Chris Carson, who, as I mentioned before, was placed on injured reserve He's going to be out at least the next three weeks, just like Russell Wilson, maybe back in time for that game against the Packers.
4: He made a really good jump over the weekend and felt way better, but coming out of it and starting to go back to work with it, it, it there's not enough progress made. And so uh, it's better for us to, to, get him back and and make sure that we don't rush it back. And so we're going to just take this time and and it's, it is a delicate thing. You know, it's, he's got a you know, something going on in his his neck. So we got to make sure that we do it really well. And uh, so we're going to take care of him. And this just seems like the the right decision. The jump that he made was in his relief and he felt way better and all of that, but not ready to play yet.
0: Ben Roethlisberger had been struggling for the first few weeks of the season. He got things right going up against the Broncos But will he be able to string together a couple games in a row? We're going to see against the Seahawks defense. And Pete talked about the challenges that come along with facing the Steelers quarterback.
4: The big issue with playing Ben is his ability to create after the normal play, not in the classical move around scramble thing, but in his subtle movements. His ability to kind of shed off the the, the rush and let it kind of be hanging around him, and he's okay with that. And the plays that come after that—that's that's the difficult deal about playing Ben. And, and uh, I mean, he's got the throws and all of that, but it's his ability to make the second chance play come to life differently than, you know, than Lamar Jackson does. It's a totally different type of uh, 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 potential to the play. And Ben still can drop the ball in a, a freaking dime uh, up the sidelines, down the middle, whenever he has to. And guys c- literally can be pulling on him while he's doing it. So um, that that's an unusual part. He's hard to sack as well. He's hard to get down because he's so, he's so strong, you know, so he, he he presents some different issues that are really unique to him.
0: Seahawks rookie cornerback Trey Brown was activated off of injured reserve this week. Are we going to see him in the game? Are we going to see him? Here's Pete Carroll's update on Trey Brown.
4: He had a really good solid week. Uh, you know, Last week, again, I've, I've said to you guys that wasn't a, a really proving week, but he made it through and he came back and had a nice week this week. And so uh, he's ready to play and, and can play in the game. He is a good teams guy. And uh, so he, he'll he'll pick up you know, some duties here this week. He's already has, you know, he's, he's part of it. He, he plays real hard and he's a physical guy and, and he runs fast enough to be a big factor. So he, he has been good and we expect him to really grow and, and, and become part of this thing.
0: Closing out this episode, a quick look at the injury reports and Russell Wilson will in fact miss his first start of his NFL career. He was placed on injury reserve this week. And as I mentioned before, earliest he'll be back is that Packers game along with Chris Carson also on IR. Cedric Abwehi is listed as out for this game against the Steelers with a biceps slash chest injury. But that's it for the Seahawks injuries. Nobody else listed on the injury report, although DK Metcalf did sit out of practice on Thursday with a foot injury. Bobby Wagner limited on Thursday with a knee injury. Damian Lewis limited with an illness and Daryl Taylor limited in practice on Thursday with an ankle injury. Looking over at the Steelers injury report, Juju Smith-Schuster is out with a shoulder injury, and he's going to have surgery, so he's going to be out for a while. Defensive tackle Carlos Davis is out with a knee injury. They had a few players limited in practice throughout the week. Chase Claypool limited on Thursday with a hamstring injury. Wide receiver James Washington limited with a groin injury but both those players were back practicing in full on Friday. One interesting name here, Akella Witherspoon playing for the Steelers. Now he sat out practice on Thursday and was listed as a coach's decision, but he was back in practice on Friday. So we will see if Akella Witherspoon gets his Seahawks revenge game now after being released from the team earlier this year. That's going to do it for this show. A big thanks to Wilson Khan for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore con C O N N. If you haven't already checked it out, go back and listen to the What If preview episode. That's with Clinton Bonner, Phil Leidick, and I. And yeah, you got all kinds of time before the game starts this evening. So catch up on your podcast, help get you through the day. Also check out fieldgoals.com and you can join there in the game day thread this evening as the game is happening. Also, Take a look at Mookie Alexander. He's got the SB Nation Reacts numbers for this week. If you're wondering where the percentage of Seahawks fans are at in terms of their confidence for the team, uh, maybe only go check that out if you're really curious. Because, as you might imagine, not not a whole lot of confidence right now. But Mookie's got that up at fieldgoals.com. We'll have lots more for you after this game against the Steelers. I'll be back here as well recapping the game. And so until then, go Hawks.